Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now. We are so excited we get to head off today to Richmond, Virginia and talk to Sherry Marshall. But before we get to Sherry Marshall and her story today, just want to remind you that your work really matters to God, that He really cares, and He wants to work alongside you, but He wants you to have a paradigm shift in your mind. He wants you to make sure that you're not copying the behaviors and customs of this world, but letting Him to transform you into a new person by changing the way you think, the very way you think about work. He no longer wants you to think that work is work and church is church, and they don't have anything to do with each other. He wants you to realize that work is work, and He created it, and He wants you to recognize your workplace as a mission field. You know, Jim, I, when you just said that, um, understanding that it's not church separate from work and things like that, I was just talking to a listener and they said something to me today. They said, um, I realize that my workplace is my church. I am the pastor. He said, my people just don't know it. <laughs> and I love that because they don't know they're a part of his church, but he is looking at them through the eyes as they, of what we talk about, that he wants to minister to them and to love on them. And he said, you know, it's kind of like I want to throw the ball at them. And if they catch it, I'm going to have a, you know, we're going to go back and forth and we're going to talk about whatever it is that might lead them into a conversation about um, Jesus Christ. So I just was really encouraged by that. And um, I think that's a great way to look at it. So listeners, um, don't forget, you can go to our website, our Facebook pages, anywhere on social media, you're going to be able to find us. I work the number for him. Connect with us. We'd love to hear from you. Um, tell us what's going on in your workplace and how God is using you. Um, that's a, a great encouragement to other listeners that we can share. You know, not everybody has been gifted to be an entrepreneur or a truck driver, but everyone is called to work. Not every entrepreneur has been given the training to live out their faith and their work. But that training is now available to everyone because there's so many organizations out there discipling Christ followers to connect their faith to their work. Not everybody wants to run a commercial cleaning franchise, but our guest today, Sherry Marshall and her husband, Roger, that's what they've been called to do. Called off the open road to cleaning commercial spaces, and I can't wait for you to hear their story. Sherry Marshall, just really quick before we go to the break, 93 days cleaning free. What does that actually mean? Freedom. (laughs) (laughs) That she's working on her business, not in her business. Right, exactly. We're so glad to have you here, Sherry. And before we get into really your office pride experience now, you God really, we got to hear a, a big story that God has written in your life that led you to this point where you guys own an office pride franchise. But why don't you just let our listeners know a little bit of that story? Um, because I think it's important for people to hear that God uses circumstances to get you to where you are today. So uh, why don't you catch our listeners up a little bit on your life? Yes, I'll be glad to. <laughs> um, <clears throat> basically, I started out in corporate uh, work in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. I worked for an international uh, outsourcing company, um, worked for them for several years. 2008, you know, when the economy experienced a downturn, uh, little did I know that we would also be experiencing the same downturn. Yeah. Um, so 2008 was a big year for us because that's when we purchased 
kind of like our dream home on a piece of land, had it built. Um, And then shortly after that, a few months, my husband experienced an accident. He had fallen off his flatbed (laughs) Mm. and ended up having to have surgery and have his shoulder repaired and his elbow. Um, Ended up out of work for about six months. Um, Didn't really worry about too much. I was making really great money in Washington. And then once a month after he had returned back to work, I ended up getting the what I thought at the time was the absolute worst possible news uh, that I could get, and that was that I was being laid off of my position. The company was downsizing its office in D.C. due to lack of customers, customers leaving, and it didn't left me with no job. Mm. So didn't really worry about it too much. Very marketable, had great skills, networked in the city, never been without a job. In fact, I've always kind of worked two jobs <laughs> mm-hmm. um, a lot of the time. And um, so I figured I'd be out of work maybe one, two months tops, no problem. Um, well, that actually ended up turning into 13 months <laughs> of no employment. That's a long and time, isn't it? It really is. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that happened in November of 2008. Um, and then... In April, I think it was of 2009, my husband had another accident. (laughs) He tripped over his load bar and uh, ended up injuring his other arm and elbow. Had to go through the similar surgery, except it was a total elbow replacement and out of work again. So by that time, you know, I still hadn't been able to find a job. I had been interviewing. It just seemed like all the doors were closing. And, you know, it didn't really make sense to me because I was so highly marketable, you know. And um, I became part of a, a, a demographic that they called undereducated overtrained middle-aged female so mm. it just seemed that it just no at the height of the recession right exactly so I um I ended up just going on uh unemployment collecting about 300 a week which was nothing and then of course my husband having the second injury it really did a lot of damage to our finances and over that 13 month period um we ended up losing uh, the brand new home that we had worked so hard for. We tried to save it. We cashed in our bank account, cashed in our retirement fund, and, and tried to save the house. But we just it just ended up we had to let it go in a short sale. Mm-hmm. Um, we ended up losing our vehicles, our boat. <laughs> um, we ended up having to have series of yard sales to be able to just even put food on the table and to be able to afford a modest little rental home at that time. So pretty much anything that we had a value, we had to scrap, sell, you know, whatever we could do to do it. Um, And then uh, it was getting really to the point by the end of uh, 2009 that we just couldn't sustain the little rental house. And so we had to look at doing something drastic because we were about to become homeless quick and in a hurry. Mm. (laughs) So um, my husband came up with this idea because he was scheduled to go back to work uh, for a trucking company in January of 2010. And he felt that, given our situation, that we I should go get my CDL. And, of course, I laughed at that because I'm thinking, that is a horrible idea. We had a nine-year-old son. What am I supposed to do with our child, right? <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, and plus, I just, who wants to be a truck driver? I'm a corporate kind of girl. You know, I'm used to being in a posh office and doing all <laughs> these great things. So, um, I just said, out of the question. But, you know, when you can't even go to the grocery store and buy some food and you're looking at not being able to keep your keep your lights on you realize that sometimes you just have to do with what you have to do mm-hmm. and so uh, I went ahead and was able to get into a CDL uh, training class in uh, uh, Fredericksburg Virginia 
and I took the class, um, took the test, actually finished top of my class. <laughs> that was good. Um, <clears throat> and my husband had already arranged for me to go to the orientation at uh, Prime Trucking and uh, towards the end of December. And me, my husband, and my nine-year-old son ended up taking a broken-down old Volvo that was being held together with water weld because we had a huge radiator <laughs> leak. Oh. And we traveled all the way to Springfield, Missouri, got there, and then by January 2010, I started my new career as a truck driver and with our son driving in a truck. Now, I don't know if you know much or have seen the inside of a tractor trailer, but it's a 79-inch sleeper with a little two bunk beds on top, and that's where three of us were living. That was our home. And um, I will tell you that it was a very hard transition for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a whole new lifestyle that I never knew anything about. I was upset. I cried most of the time. I was depressed <laughs> mm-hmm. because I, my whole world just came crashing through. I'm here, 46-year-old woman, working all my life, working towards my retirement, and everything gone. I mean, what do you do with that, you know? So I, I had a lot of resentment. And, of course, you know, I, I'd always been a Christian since ni- 1997. Mm-hmm. And um, I... Uh, even though I was a Christian, I, I, I didn't really have a f- relationship with the Lord. I believe in God, believed in Jesus, did all the things a good Christian should do when I was back at home, you know, teaching Sunday school, doing all these things. But I had always kept a huge part of my life away from Jesus. I didn't fully surrender to him. I didn't lead that that type of life because um, I never gave him credit for all of the years of blessings that mm. he had given us because it was under my own effort. So you, know? you said there was a night when you were driving where God really got your attention yes. and, and kind of changed your heart. What yes. Tell us about that. Well, I was driving. I drew, I drove the night shift into the early morning because mm-hmm. my husband drove day and um, I did homeschooling during the day. And so I was driving one night and I was just, this was a period of months after and I just felt I was so angry with God, had been angry because I just felt like, why did he let this happen? So um, I uh, was driving through Utah, coming across the Salt Lakes. Sun was coming up, beautiful sight I've ever seen. And God had been working with me the whole time, but I kept pushing him away. Mm -hmm. And I just came to a breaking period. I think everyone has to hit a rock bottom, and that was my rock bottom. Oh, it's emotional. Mm. I feel like I'm reliving it. (laughs) Um, But, you know, it was at that time that I just... I just had tears in my eyes and I just poured my heart out to God and I just I told him I didn't understand, you know, why this this had happened to us. I never thought that this would happen to us. And I said I didn't know why it was allowed. Why 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 are we going through this? Why am I doing without? And God was just really tenderly just how he does, you know, just speaking to my heart and you know, I just started to to just beg forgiveness, just just to say, God, you know, I've been doing it my way all these years. Apparently you're trying to get my attention. And mm-hmm. I said, And you got it, you know. So I remember crying out to him and just just asking for forgiveness for all that, you know, that I could think of to ask forgiveness for. Uh And then it was in that moment that God just it just came to my mind that, you know, I hadn't been able to find a job or anything because God allowed all these doors to be shut because I had spent so much of my life working all these jobs, chasing money, chasing to get into the next highest tier of, 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 of money, acquiring possessions, never really um, giving to his work. I was not much of a giver, so all the money went to us. It was all about us, building mm-hmm. us, building things. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, I wasn't going to pay attention to any of the other things that he was trying to do to get my attention. And so the only way to do that was to literally put me in a desert situation and quite frankly, down that way, you're traveling or a salt lake, right? (laughs) (laughs) And um, isolate me from all that stuff to get my attention. Yeah. Yeah. So 
We have listeners mm-hmm. that are listening to your story right now that probably feel like they're in something, you know, it doesn't look the same, but they maybe have some of those same feelings that yeah. they had been pushing God away, that they've been trying to build up themselves, and, and maybe they're in a moment where they feel like everything's been ripped away. What can you say to them um, that can encourage them to take that, you know, God got your got your heart and you begged for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there were times where you were probably mad before yes. that, but at this moment you were mm-hmm. broken and, and you were repented. Mm-hmm. Um, talk to our listeners just for a moment about what, what um, you maybe learned from that or you can encourage them with. Well, you know, one of the things that I learned is, you know, because I was not really rooted and grounded deeply mm-hmm. into my faith, um, that when this situation hit, I didn't, I didn't have anywhere to go. I didn't have anybody to, you know, my husband, obviously, but I'm just talking about, you know, God, yeah. God is who we as Christians, you know, go to in time, it's supposed to be in times of good and in bad, mm-hmm. but I didn't have that foundation in my life. I, I had the knowledge of certain things, but not the true foundation or relationship. And mm-hmm. so one of the things that um, this did teach me is that, you know, as a Christian, you, you need to be in his word. You need to be grounded and rooted. You need to be in prayer. You need to be, because storms are going to come. Mm-hmm. And al- although I do also believe that, you know, we create a lot of our own storms. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've never done that. <laughs> but um, but storms are going to come, and so one of the biggest things in being able to get through that, so that you can deal with those issues emotionally and have somewhere to go, you you need to have that relationship with God. Mm. We're talking with Sherry Marshall today. She's an Office Pride franchisee owner, along with her husband Roger, in Richmond, Virginia, since 2014, which means there is the rest of the story. So you're driving across the Salt Lake. You surrender your life to Christ. How did the Lord get you and Roger off the road and into the amazing opportunity of being business owners? Oh, wow. That was that was fascinating. Um, I had been on the road with my husband for about two years. We were all together as a family, of course. And um, there, it was time to come home. God, God kind of opened the door, um, had gone through some things, surrendered my life, and, and taught me some lessons, right? So I, it was time to come home. And uh, that came in the form of moving in with my grandmother. She had Alzheimer's Alzheimer's disease Mm -hmm. and she needs someone to care for her because we still didn't have money for a house or anything. So we moved in with grandma, my, my little boy and I, and um, while my husband continued to truck and, and live there. Through that, I continued to homeschool. And a- annually, there's a Richmond uh, homeschool convention. And so we all went, and my husband was present. And that's where we met the Joneses, uh, Todd and Valerie Jones, who are, they are our ADs. And so they... Area directors. Area right? developers, Or yes. developer, yes. Yeah, so they... Um, presented this business opportunity because they they were looking to uh, enhance the lives of homeschool families through sure. business. So, and it was funny because my husband was immediately drawn, whereas I just kind of scoffed at it because I'm thinking it, it's going to cost money to make money and we don't even have money. So, I, you know, there's no way. So mm-hmm. I just kind of totally just kind of walked away from that, went off to the homeschool convention and did my thing, came back. Roger's still talking. Well, that ended up being a series of meetings over the course of a year. Um, um, where they were trying to, uh, uh, what's that word? I can't even think of the word. <laughs> where they were trying to recruit, recruit us. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yes. Re- recruit us. And, um, you know, I all through the time, then we started praying about the situation. Well, you know, God, if this is something that you want for our lives, then we're just going to have to trust that you're going to open that door. Because Cause you needed a miracle. Yeah, we don't. We didn't have money. <laughs> we didn't have a bank account. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, so. Uh, 
after about a year, I, I, I kind of gave up on the idea. I just figured after a year, surely, if God wanted this to happen, it would have happened. Just try to cancel things out with Valerie and Todd, letting them know that, hey, we don't want to waste your time. Great people, but this isn't going to happen. Well, little did I know, God broke the door down in a big way. Um, he used uh, through another person who um, financed us to come into this business. I mean, I couldn't believe it because I'm thinking, who does that? What franchise organization does that? Mm. Um, how, you get into into being able to be part of something this huge and this wonderful and, and having zero to be able to do it, and, and you're blessed with such an awesome blessing. And so we ended up going to Florida for training Um We didn't have money for the plane, didn't have money for the food, nothing, you know, and I'm sitting at this table and here I am a business owner, you know, with, with, with office pride. And so, you know, people will sometimes ask me, well, how did you, you know, why was it you chose office pride? And to be honest with you, I, I always say that it was God that chose it for us. It's an office pride day. Where we're talking, she's a, uh, she and her husband, Roger, are office pride franchise owners in Richmond, Virginia. And how God provided for them to be business owners. God can do that for you too. God can work the miraculous, but it does take you putting your complete trust in him for provision. Sherry, here's a question I've got. You shared some amazing things and, and I'm humbled by your faith and that faith story, but you threw Seth in the back of a semi-truck as a nine-year-old <laughs> and, and the three of you live in a semi-truck and, and, and the, the living quarters mm-hmm. for two years on the road. Yep. Talk to us about Seth today. Does, first of all, does he look back at those days on the road with fondness? Actually, Seth was my rock on the road. That little boy had such a faith at nine years old. I remember crying one night saying we're homeless and him looking at me saying, Mama, we're not homeless. We're living in the back of a truck. We're living in a truck. We're not living under an underpass. Um, actually, when you talk to him today, he looks at those. It was an adventure for him. Sure. Um, he got to see, I don't know many nine-year-olds that have been across the United States and has seen every state, I think, but one, Vermont. <laughs> and wow. we used it as a learning tool. You know, we had these little color sheets of every state. So we went in it. You know, he, he learned a whole bunch and he got to see a lot of things but the the biggest thing for us is we were together as a family because prior to that Seth didn't see his dad much sure you know because he was on the road for months and months at a time and I was working you know at late hours and he never got to see us so I will say one of the things looking back over this experience it brought our family together mm-hmm. it, it healed a lot of things with our family and to be able to be I was worried about the detriment you know it's going to cause horrible things for this child to be in the back of a tractor trailer <laughs> but we had a school he had his box of Legos. He had toys. He had all kinds of stuff, and we made it fun. Our kids don't need all that fancy stuff. They just want they mom don't. and dad. They do, and that's right. So is he working in the business with you today? Actually, he was working in the business, but he has his sights set in being a firefighter. And so right now he's working with a company called Fire Solutions, and he's also volunteering as a firefighter. He's hoping to do it as a career. Mm, that's fabulous. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, fast forward, you guys own this Office Pride franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, what is one thing that has really um, impacted you guys in the in the culture of Office Pride as you own it? I guess the thing that has impacted us the most is, you know, y- using this franchise as a mission. M- what you do know, you mean by that? Well, because of everything that we've been through mm-hmm. and, and the the gracious, the, the spirit of kindness that was shown to us and of grace, um, our passion is to give that back to others. So when we got this franchise, the first thing that we did, obviously, was thank God for it. Mm-hmm. And then we, we told him right then and there that this, this was his business and that we would do with it 
whatever he wanted us to do with it. And because we had been a mission on the road for a little bit that he had opened the doors for us while we were there. So one of our passions is that we work um, with um, agencies in the Henrico County area to put people to work that have various mental illness issues. Um, it could be things like autism or some social disorders and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so we're, that's, we're really passionate about doing that because um, these people can't work otherwise. And so th- they find a special niche with our company. We work with um, foster Arcadia and providing employment opportunities to kids that have uh, aged out of the foster program. Um, So we are always looking for opportunities or asking God to bring us opportunities in ways that we can bless other people. And you got 20, 22 employees. I know that that changes all the time. You get how, how often do you get opportunities to truly speak the truth of Christ into those people? You know, that has been phenomenal. I do it every day pretty much but mostly on uh once a week we do orientations every friday and i make it a point to be at the orientations and i tell my story every time because i want that to number one i tell it because it's been such a blessing to me and i always want to have that in the back of my mind i never want to forget what god did for us and the other thing is a lot of the people the demographic in our area um that we employ a lot of these people are struggling you know, they're they're not making a lot of money. They're having, they're working only a job during the day that could be part time, or they're on disability. They need they need something. Sherry Marshall, thanks for sharing a little bit of your story mm-hmm. from Richmond, Virginia today. OfficePrideFranchise.com change your life, and I, I just love that you and Roger got to do that. Thanks Thank for being you. on the air today. Thank you. <laughs> You've been listening to I Work for Him with your host Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field. It's Sherry's mission field too. But ultimately, I I work for for him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him podcast with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Please visit IWorkForHim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work, to join the I Work For Him nation, or subscribe to our weekly blog. You can also follow us on social media at I Work For Him to stay up to date and meet our guests. If today's message spoke to you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review will launch more workplace missionaries across America. That's at I Work For Him and online, I Work For Him. I work the number four, him.com.